Welcome back to our number two of Garage Logic. Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser of Five Eyewitness News sitting in for the mayor who is using it or losing it. And we're talking about vacation time here. Rook, don't get carried away. Nope, I got you. In the current environment, you can't say anything without <laughs> clarifying exactly what you mean. Right. So I'm talking about vacation time. Uh, we want to thank Congressman uh, Eric Paulson for joining us in the past uh, hour about the tax bill. I will also let you know he will be my guest on At Issue uh, this Sunday morning. At Watch 10 it every Sunday. This is a shameless plug, but he will be on again explaining what is in the tax bill that is still undergoing some minor changes. As we just heard, Senator Marco Rubio uh, has decided to vote yes after getting a little more money in the child care uh, tax or the child tax credit uh, for people who have who pay no income tax. Uh, that was a big concern of his, so that it will help more lower-income people. So we'll be following uh, that bouncing ball as it continues. Kind of, well, well, that's the, a whole debate for another thing, but they're, uh, they're, okay. They're going to vote on it uh, Monday and Tuesday. Well, there's certain things like that you have to do to bring some people on board, right. and that's just the way it is. So That's the deal, out of the deal. It like is Trump. the out of the deal. <laughs> yes, exactly like that, kind of, sort of. Uh, we're going to switch gears, though, right now and talk about uh, something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, the Diamond Awards, uh, not just because it involves uh, the Minnesota Twins, but it involves some very important research uh, going on at the University of Minnesota and elsewhere. And joining me to talk more about this is uh, somebody I've known really, I think, almost all of my life, uh, Mark Allison, the son of uh, former twin great uh, Bob Allison. And Mark is kind enough to join us today. Mark, how are you? Good, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well. And as we've talked about before on the air, both here and over on the television side, Mark and I kind of grew up. Uh, he was up the street. I was down the street. You know, he was up Got it. on top of the hill, you know, son of a major league <laughs> baseball player. My dad, uh, yeah, my yeah. dad, the lowly physician uh, down the hill. So that's kind of the way. Mark, tell that... Tom the world needs ditch diggers too, right? <laughs> Judge Mel said it best himself. It's <laughs> a long story. We shouldn't go there today. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, about Mark, uh, for the longest time, was uh, chair of the Bob Allison Ataxia Research Center uh, that was founded in 1990 uh, by his, uh, his father, who later died of that disease. And Mark and his family have spent so much time in the years since then raising money, not just on research uh, to, to unlock the key to curing ataxia, but also things like ALS, uh, better known as Lou Gehrig's disease, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's disease, really anything, any neurological uh, disease. And the big fundraiser, Mark, every year has been the Diamond Awards, and this is the 13th annual uh, nearly $9 million raised uh, for this research since it started, and we're going to raise a lot more money coming up next month, aren't we? We sure are. On January 18th, it's a Thursday night. We'll have all the twins in town, and uh, we'll start the festivities around uh, 5.30 with the uh, silent auction reception, have dinner at, at uh, 7 o'clock, and have a lot of fun. And, and this year, the, the last few years, and the reason I say we is that I served on the board of the Bob Allison and Ataxia Research Center. And uh, in more recent years, I have been involved in, in emceeing a portion of the Diamond Awards, which uh, is always a lot of fun for me because I'm also a huge Minnesota Twins baseball fan. I'm a season ticket holder, and it's just really one of the great evenings if you're a, both a Twins fan and someone who likes to do something really good for the community by buying a ticket to this event and going and getting to see a lot of the twins in person. Uh, there is no better uh, combination. And Mark, this year it's moved from 
the Legends Club, where we've had it the last few years at Target Field, it, it's grown so much that now we're going to be over at the depot right off uh, Washington Avenue in downtown Minneapolis. That is correct. At the depot, we're looking forward to getting over there. We, like you said, we just kind of grew out of space uh, at the at the at the uh, ballpark, and we decided to move her, move her to the depot, and we're all set for an exciting evening that night with some, some of the greatest twins of this last uh, year, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, talk about baseball, but also, like you said, raise a lot of money. And it's and it's great because it's it's not only the current twins that is obviously a, an interest to all of us, but a lot of the twins greats show up every year. But but this year, among the current twins, we are expecting Brian Dozier to be there, Byron Buxton, Joe Maurer, uh, Irvin Santana, uh, all of these guys uh, who are going to be among the Diamond Award winners uh, will be there. Yeah, and don't forget about our American League Manager of the Year, Paul Molitor, will be there. He'll be talking about the Twins next year, what's going to go on. And Derek Salvi and Thad Levine are the kind of the brain power of the, the baseball operations. We'll be talking about what they're foreseeing going into the future. And as you know, that uh, we're right in the middle of all the winter meetings right now, so there's always some shaking and going on there. And uh, the hot stove uh, league is, is going hot and heavy right now. And uh, who knows, there might be a new, a new announcement uh, come uh, end of January. And you know, and that is the the great thing about this event that it is it's right around Twins Fest time, it's around the winter meetings, it's when a lot of the off-season action is taking place. And a lot of times at this event when you have the Twins executives there and the manager, you learn a lot of uh, things going on with the team that are going to be happening in the spring and this year uh, will likely be no different. Yeah, I think you know every year they kind of set the table for us what's going to happen in the following season, and I think there's a lot of things to look forward to about the Twins. Uh, obviously, they were very successful last year. I think we can expect that this year will be uh, equally successful, and I think uh, I think there'll be some announcements. I really I feel that in my in my heart that they got something coming up, and we'll hope that they get something signed, and we'll go from there. Yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. And you know, one of my favorite memories of this event, and I, I think I've been to all of them. Uh, was one year when my my son Hobie, who's now I think 23 or 24, when he was 12 or 13, he got to meet Harmon Killebrew at this event and got his picture taken with him, got a signed baseball, and what a great memory for a young kid who never got to see Harmon play. Uh, you know, he was somebody I had seen play, and of course I saw your dad play, and I knew your dad from when I was a kid, and it was just uh, it, it's just such an exciting event. If people want to come to this. Uh, to see the twins, the great twins from yesterday and today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's not uh, uh, very often you get to be able to you know stand there and have uh, some of these great ball players from our, our present time walk by, but also from the past. I mean, you know, we've had like you said Harmon in the past. We had Rod Crew there in the past. I think this year Ken Herbeck will be there. Uh, I think Tom Kelly will be there. So there's going to be all kinds of not only the guys you mentioned earlier that are coming from the, this year's team, but some of the greats from the past. And, you know, they're they're walking right down next to your table, and you can, you know, say hi and take a picture and whatever, and uh, it's, it's really great for, for people to have an uh, interest in baseball. And we are talking to Mark Allison, the son of Bob Allison, and uh, who was the namesake of the Bob Allison Ataxia Research Center that was founded back in 1990. Uh, so many good things have happened, uh, Mark. So much uh, research has been done. Uh, a lot of it uh, having to do with the money that has been raised by this event. Yeah, and like you mentioned before, we just for the Diamond Awards, we raised uh, nearly $9 million. And what's really important for us is we take that money and, and we, we, do, we use it with what's called seed grants, 
for the researchers at the University of Minnesota. And as you know, research is very expensive. So what they do is they, they kind of move their research along, and then they go to the NIH back in Washington and say, hey, we think this will help uh, ataxia patients or some of the other patients that are involved with neurodegenerative diseases and say, you know, this is going forward. Let's see if we can, you know, do some more work here. And they apply for more grants from the university, from the uh, NIH. And the NIH has actually come through with over $30 million worth of uh, funding for our little seed grant. So that nine, almost $9 million has turned into over $30 million, which is really exciting. And it makes sense that Kent Herbeck would be there this year because, of course, he lost his dad to ALS. And so he is very interested in, in raising money for all of these neurological diseases. Yeah, correct and correct. And we're very excited because we're getting very close to the time we're going to actually do some patient studies and in, in, in clinic and actually try some different treatments uh, that uh, have some great hope of actually, you know, uh, uh, curing this, these diseases. And that's, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to cure the diseases, find treatments so these people can live their lives normally and, and not have this hanging over their heads. And the great thing is some of the money uh, that has been raised over the years has also been used to help the people who are are currently living with these diseases, uh, especially ataxia, and uh, and allowing them to cope with the disease on a, on a daily basis while they wait for that big research breakthrough. Right. I mean, there's not a there's not a cure right now, but you know, there's things they can do with treatments wise just to help them manage their symptoms and. You know, we're very fortunate here in Minnesota because the University of Minnesota has one of the great uh, uh, med- medical schools in the, in the country and in the world, and we actually have one of the best uh, ataxia clinics in the whole world. I mean, there's none better. So uh, people with some of these diseases can come to the University of Minnesota and really uh, be at the cutting edge for research and, and, and people treating their diseases. And the Diamond Awards are Thursday, January 18th, as you mentioned before. It is a 7 p.m. dinner, 5.30 uh, silent auction and reception. Tickets are $150. You can buy them at uh, minnesotadiamondawards.org is probably the best way to do it uh, online. minnesotadiamondawards.org, pretty simple. And you, can, and you can find all of the information you need there again, Thursday, January 18th. Mark, before I let you go, growing up as the son of a Major League Baseball player, who was so well-known back in the 1960s, and you were old enough to get to really experience that and remember some of it. What was your favorite memory as growing up as the son of Bob Allison? I think my favorite memory is around spring training. We used to go down, when school was out for spring break, we used to go down to Orlando. The Twins played in Orlando back then. And we'd go down there for a week or 10 days, and actually got to be a bat boy for a couple of days and spend time at the ballpark every day. So that's that's my probably my favorite memory is is that, uh, you know, growing up, you know, when we you know within our home, we basically you know we played baseball, we played sports, we did went to school, so we didn't really spend a whole lot of time at the ballpark. Probably more than most people, obviously, but you know, I wasn't there every week. I had you know baseball games to play in, or or football, or whatever the case may be, and uh, you know, so we we tried to lead a normal life. But I still remember some of those times when you know, uh, you know, down in spring training and being a bad boy and all that kind of fun stuff. And I remember growing up down the street from you when on occasion when your brother Kyle and I were playing Cubs softball, if you remember that, back yep. in the days before they had real young youth baseball, and your dad would uh, come to some of our games at McGuire Park. And, yeah. I mean, that was just <laughs> such, a, uh, such a huge thrill because your dad was just such a great guy. I also remember going to his retirement night at Met Stadium. I think our whole family uh, was out there. And as I recall, was he given a... Uh, a, was a camper, one of the yeah. a camper and a fishing boat. What 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 did he get yeah. as a retirement gift? 
he got a, a camper, a, a camper and a, and a fishing boat, and the, uh, Calvin gave him both of those from the twins. And uh, yeah, that was a great experience. The remember, most thing I remember about that night was pouring cats and dogs. Yes. The whole night. <laughs> <laughs> but but we could, but we we tried to fit everybody in the stadium into that camper. But that I, yeah. I recall didn't really work. Yeah, did, didn't work out. Wasn't really enough well. uh, grease. But it, it's funny because I remember that, and then I remember when that camper would be parked at your house. As I recall, you know what it looked like. If I if my memory serves me correctly, it looked like the urban assault vehicle from the movie Stripes. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was green, wasn't it? Was it a big GMC? Yeah. Uh, now, well, that was the I think a second one, but that first one was a huge thing. It was just like a square bus block. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then they had that fishing boat, camouflage fishing boat that I had until about two years ago. You know, it's, it's amazing. Oh, you had it until about two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yep. that is awesome. Well, you know, the funny thing is, Kelvin Griffith must have thought a lot of your dad for him to part yeah. with whatever those things cost because Kelvin was pretty tight with a buck. Yeah, he was. And back in those days, Dad used to negotiate his own contract, so you can imagine what that was like. <laughs> it had a little bit of hail damage, but it was okay. He got a good deal. <laughs> it came from a flood zone somewhere uh, down south. It was from Houston, yeah, right after the storm. <laughs> well, Mark exactly. Allison, thanks for uh, uh, sharing some information about the Diamond Awards coming up and reminiscing uh, about your dad. But again, Thursday, January 18th. The Diamond Awards at the Depot in downtown Minneapolis, 5.30 silent auction, 7 o'clock dinner. Tickets are still available, $150 at minnesotadiamondawards.org. Mark, uh, we will see you then if I don't see you before. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Mark Allison, uh, one of the all-time great guys. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Suchere. And we're back on Garage Logic. The Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in for Joe Suchere. Now, earlier when Johnny Height was doing the news, I had suggested when he led with the Viking injury report that he should maybe do it in in kind of a Sam Malone style from yeah, Cheers right. for anybody old enough to remember that show. I can't believe <laughs> that I have to consider that to be old <laughs> since that show came out when I was in college. But right. anyway, you tell me that you have found the Sam Malone style of reporting uh, uh, sports injuries. Yeah, that's exactly why Reavers and I have not been paying attention at all to anything you've done on the show today. Well, nobody We've does. only yeah. been lo- looking, searching High and low for this piece of audio, and it actually is pretty funny. Let's listen. You know, I got a phone call today from a teenager saying I was taking advantage of my status as an ex-ball player, and that old squares like me shouldn't be doing the sports. Well, Corky, tonight's commentary is directed right at you. Controversy gon' take a stand, won't show no mercy. A lot of folks say Jock should be doing the sports news on TV. I don't wanna hear the latest scores from a punch bowl broadcasting school board. So get your scores from a guy like me who knows what it's like to have a grown injury. <laughs> Without emotion in the uh, at the bars yes. I watched. The great thing about that scene is, yeah, the co-anchors, <laughs> the weather guy, and the, and the news anchor looking over at him, going, "What? What? And you God's just name? Done? Are you doing?" <laughs> oh, that may, and you know it's funny because he's doing that. 
to the Super Bowl shuffle. Super Bowl shuffle, tune, yeah. Which dates the whole thing because right. that happened in 85. So yep. this show was probably 85 or 86. But And I love, I forgot <sighs> that the kid who wrote in, well, Corky... This is for you. <laughs> this one, yeah. And I, so uh, the rest of this show, by the way, rookie, you're no longer rookie. You are now quirky. And so you ain't gonna call me rookie. <laughs> you are gonna lay down. My name is Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a funny scene. So that should now, whenever uh, Johnny Height decides to do uh, the injury report for the Vikings, you just got to start it just with a little segment with the rap. I think that's a wool. That's a yeah. That's I'll try to have that together. Or make him do it in rap. He should have to do it. You just put the music bed behind him. Is he capable of doing and then, that? And that, well, we'll find out. If he's capable of doing that, I think we can do that. Now, as I mentioned to you during the break, we have other breaking news. Do you have uh, anything prepared for our other breaking news? That I wanted to pass along to the listeners, or does that have to wait? Uh, well, that will wait until uh, during uh, the newscast, because okay. we're going to have to take our break. We've got to go away right. Let, let's to take the a East break Coast. And, and go make some money. Oh, we're going we're gonna to talk about money and make money we all are. at the same time. We are. All right. Garage well, Logic on a Scramble Friday with Mr. Tom Hauser. We'll return. Hey, Gumption County. The great living Americans want to remind you to stop by their lot for all your Christmas tree needs. Don't worry, there'll be a roaring fire to keep you warm on the outside and a little something to keep you warm on the inside, if you know what I mean. The Great Living Americans invite you to celebrate Christmas with your friends, neighbors, and family. Hay rides nightly now through Christmas Eve and cut your own specials with chainsaws and axes available. We'll even tie it on your car for you. If you don't care to cut your own, one of the great living Americans will be more than happy to point out our top-of-the-line Fraser firs, balsams, and scotch pines. That's the great living American tree lot, located in the St. McLaren's church lot across from Louis Cardinal Station. We're back on Garage Logic. Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in for Joe Suchere today on this Scramble Friday. We're very excited about it. But right now, Johnny Height and the news. Thanks, Tom. Cloudy and 27 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Wolves easily handle Sacramento last night. Phoenix in for a game at the Target Center tomorrow night. And the Wild get a shutout from goalie Alex Stalock last night. They win two zip over Toronto. They'll play Edmonton tomorrow night at the Excel Energy Center. Uh, baseball meetings this week. Hasn't been a whole lot going on today, though we do have a couple of signings. The Phillies have come to terms on a contract with free agent first baseman Carlos Santana. He'll get $60 million over three years. Uh, Santana hit 259 last year with a 363 on base percentage and had 23 home runs. And all-star infielder Zach Cozart has agreed to a three-year contract with the Angels. He's coming off a nice year with the Reds. Uh, the shortstop earned his first all-star selection, hit 297 with 24 home runs, 63 RBIs. He's a career 254 hitter in seven seasons. Apparently, the uh, Phillies also have a player by the name of Rob Thomas which said that th these two will combine to make a smooth impact for the Phillies. Oh. Oh. Get it? Because that was a... Yeah, we, yeah don't they explain did a, it. We got they it. did a duet together like yeah. the late 90s. Smooth. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that song? No. Oh, my God. It's, it's a bump, fine. isn't it, on GL? I think so. Yeah. Smooth? Really? Smooth <laughs> Operator. <laughs> and now, Smooth Operator, I know. Yeah. Uh, smooth, you, I'm going to need to have would, my memory with You would know Smooth immediately Rook, if you heard it. Pull it up, because there's people like, like Tom have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. Big hit. Gigantic well, Reavers, hit. I never know what you're talking about. That's so this true. Is not, Neither do I. This is I not a just in. We don't need the this just in. Nope. nope. That's, that's not it. No, that's the wrong <laughs> one. Ceiling. No, 
that. that's, that's not that's criminal. criminal. How about fireball by Pitbull? You got that? Uh, let's see. Let's just run here? through the. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Oh, okay, yeah, I got this. Yeah. This is Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas. Yeah. Yes. See now, I, now I got it. They both play for the Phillies. Uh, oh, I see. See, but when you, you always have a very smooth explanation ready, huh? <laughs> okay, Rick. Rick, we found it. <laughs> Just going down the list. News notes from today. The Anoka County Sheriff's Department reports three individuals have now been taken into custody in connection with that uh, very confusing shooting of a 21-year-old Elk River man Wednesday night in Ham Lake. Uh, we told you about it yesterday. Uh, two adult males, Adam Aaron Clippard, who's 31, of Ham Lake, and Zachary James Hintz, who's 20, of Zimmerman, are now at the Anoka County Jail, as is a 16-year-old female from Minneapolis. Uh, the victim, who was taken to Mercy Hospital in Coon Rapids, uh, is now listed in stable condition. No identity released yet. Commander Paul Summer of the department said Wednesday night the incident was first reported to authorities as a possible road rage incident that occurred while the vehicle was headed northbound on Highway 65 in the area of Constance Boulevard. The victim allegedly shouting at the driver of another vehicle, possibly also from a red pickup truck. Law enforcement and medical personnel responded to the scene in a parking lot at an SA on Highway 65 in Constance. However, a release from the Sheriff's Department later that night said an investigation had confirmed there was no road rage incident that took place and authorities were not seeking any other suspect vehicles. Summer had said both occupants of the vehicle were being questioned and authorities were applying for a search warrant to search the vehicle. And you know itself. what the evidence was? Mm-hmm. It is the traffic management cameras. You can't do anything anymore out in public right. without having it being caught on camera somewhere, and it showed a completely different series of events. Mm-hmm. So there you go. St. Paul's McNally Smith College of Music announcing yesterday yeah. it's closing its doors at the end of the fall what? semester. Abruptly. Very abruptly. Letter to students written by Harry Chalmers, the college president, cited a decline in enrollment and revenue. Chalmers said in a letter that the school had been working to establish itself as a nonprofit college to better help fund its programming. Letter said the school is working with other high ed, uh, higher education institutions to provide students with options after the school closes. We are extremely proud of the educational programs we've developed and profoundly sad that we are forced to discontinue our programming, the letter reads. Also says the reputation nationally and internationally of McNally Smith College of Music is very strong and deservedly so. According to the school's academic calendar, classes end on December 20th. Uh, Also in that letter was the fact that uh, they wouldn't be able to pay the instructors. What do they charge for enrollment? Do you know, John? Uh, I do. It's uh, why. What grade are you in? Well, no, I'm just curious because they they, they cited themselves as a nonprofit. Yeah. What were they charging? Like uh, last I saw, and this would have been two, three, four years removed. Uh, it was thirty five hundred, roughly, uh, for or not thirty five hundred. Uh, twenty. You know what? I better not say because I may have my numbers wrong. Right. We'll look it I'm up and get gonna... back to you. We did get yeah. an email down in the TV newsroom from a student who was very distraught. Yeah. She's 15 credits from getting her degree. Oh, my God. And it's cases, and she can't be alone. There's got to be a number of students like exactly. that. But can't those credits transfer well, to that's another what institution? That's what John said. They're, they're working with some other institutions to see if there's a way, you know, places they can transfer and, and have all of this transfer with them and still that's get a degree. A, shame. Because... a lot of, I know from people that uh, have attended there that I know, uh, some of their credits are not transferable anyway, uh, but to be that far and not complete, at least, to say yeah, that that's you have a, a diploma oh. or something to represent that you were there, yeah, not a good deal. They've been open, by the way, since 1985. Dutch military police say they've shot a man after he threatened to use a knife at Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. 
In a tweet, the police service says the situation is safe and the suspect has been detained and removed from the scene. At airport just outside of Amsterdam is one of Europe's busiest. Airport spokeswoman said the airport's main plaza was and remains evacuated after military police shot the man. Roos van der Ven says the plaza, which houses stores, bars and restaurants, was evacuated, but not the parts of the airport behind the check-in area and security desks. Attorney General Jeff Sessions today indicating he does not believe the FBI's reputation is in tatters, as President Trump expressed earlier this morning. Sessions, holding a news conference on violent crime, was asked twice whether he shares the president's view, as expressed in a tweet, that the FBI's rep is in tatters. The first time he was asked, Sessions skirted the question, but when pressed again by another reporter, he seemed to part ways with the president, saying the president is supportive of law enforcement anyway. He told reporters, I don't share the view that the FBI is not functioning at a high level all over the country. Probably seen this. It's uh, it's become viral, as they say. Video making the rounds has one of President Trump's judicial nominees in a very uncomfortable spotlight. Matthew Peterson has been nominated for judgeship on the U.S. District Court in the District of Columbia, one of the nation's most important federal courts. Right now, he's a member of the Federal Election Commission. His trouble, though, began during a confirmation hearing Wednesday before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, one of the uh, senators, Senator John Kennedy, who was also a Republican, uh, was told he had never tried a case. It went downhill from there. Kennedy, zooming in on Peterson, said, have you ever tried a jury trial? Peterson answered, I have not. Kennedy said, civil trial? He said, no. Criminal trial? No. What the hell? State or federal court? He said, no. Kennedy then got Peterson to admit that he had probably taken less than five depositions in his career, asked him if he knew what the Daubert standard is, a rule about using expert testimony, and Peterson responded he did, quote, not have it readily at my disposal. Oh, he didn't try the old, uh, like I did in high school? Yeah, I got it. Fake I, I know. It. Sure. I know. Yeah, it's the whole, the whole deal. It's from beginning to end. It's if you get a lawyer chance, speak. If what you else get a you chance to watch it, it is cringeworthy. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It is. You you almost have to look away and go, oh, please don't let this be happening Why to any other there? human being. Well, that's... That's a whole nother oh, okay. half hour, 60 minutes <laughs> okay, good. All right. of a program. All right, 60 minutes expose. Hey, John, I do have one quick update. I know you got more there, but on McNally yeah. Smith College of Music. Yes. In 2016-17, fees and tuition, $27,940. Yeah, I thought when right I looked. Here. Uh, so these kids who are 15 credits short, they have already invested a lot of money. Yes. Now, they say they also give... Two million a year in financial right. assistance sure. to kids, but still, that's a lot of money, regardless of what they ended up paying. Exactly, so. and not to mention the fact that if these kids are at that school, they're fairly talented. They yes. can put whatever yeah. you know. Yeah, these are smart kids, <laughs> right? And talented. John, go ahead. Unlike us, well, yes, that's why. <laughs> that's why we're here talking about them. Yeah. Can you play any instruments? I know Johnny can play guitar. Can you play piano or no? A little bit, not okay. uh, not enough. To How about the flute? Just the flute. Okay. Yeah. I, I, why did um, I know you were going there? The recorder. For real? Yeah. For real? Yeah. For real. Elementary school, I was something okay. else. I can't play anything. So I, you could play a recorder. Yes. I could? Come on. Hot I cross buns. Hot cross buns or Yankee mm-hmm. Doodle or something? Okay. <laughs> In Chicago, a West Suburban police sergeant allegedly tried to kill his adult son for stealing his vodka, according to prosecutors. Be oh. taking dad's vodka. Where was this? In uh, West Suburban, Chicago. Oh, man. 48-year-old Raymond Lucier was held without bond as prosecutors laid out the alleged motive for the shooting at his home on the city's southwest side. Lucier called in sick on Monday, stopped by a convenience store, and bought vodka, pizza, and popcorn. Do we know what kind of vodka? Because, I mean, if it's Grey Goose or if it's a quality vodka, something like that, it might be worth at least discussing. But if it's bottom-shelf stuff... 
That's seven ninety nine for a one seven five. It don't. It's not worth arguing over. I didn't know you could buy vodka at a convenience store, but apparently in that area you can. Okay, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah they might uh-huh. not argue with you. Yes, yeah. you can buy this. Yeah, you can vote when you're dead in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So why couldn't you buy liquor? You know, at a convenience store. His son ended up drinking uh, three cups out of the vodka, and of course replaced it with water. Uh, never, hey kids, oh, oh, kids, that's bad news. It never works. It's going to catch up with you. Just don't drink it. The old man then discovered the switch, and according to police, when his son walked into the kitchen, he shot him in the stomach, thigh, and shoulders. Wow! But, but it was Grey Goose. This took a nasty turn. The defense tried to paint a picture of self-defense, saying Luzier had a black eye, but prosecutors say there were no signs of struggle in the house. Uh, Luzier, who's a sergeant with the Indian Head Park Police Department, was subsequently charged with attempting to murder his 22-year-old son. The son, by the way, uh, is in the hospital, but he will recover. That's wow. going to be a tough Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve, huh? I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's, that is not, that's you not might where wanna, you want to be. <laughs> that, that'll be tough. Completely, just completely go the other way with that. Don't, uh, don't you know, huh? stay away from the vodka. Johnny, you got like more to the get, fireball on Johnny, you got any news about groin injuries or anything? Or I don't. Okay. No. I think we should just uh, punt and go to weather. How's that? <laughs> Let's go to. Are we gonna go directly to weather? No. Take a break first. It's five o'clock a.m. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. There's a conversation over. Rook, I, I don't smoke. I'm against all things that have to do with smoking. Yes. But that music makes me want to sit back and light up a smoke. Light I don't a little know. cigar in the backyard. Maybe a cigar. Maybe that would be. Yeah, a cigar would be better. Cigar would be yeah, better. Cigarettes are kind of passe. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't want to do that. No. Uh, Jonathan Uhas, not a smoker. He is a runner. No, but you can have candy cigarettes. Uh, candy Well, yeah, but you remember, I don't even think they let them make those anymore because uh, it encouraged kids South to Dakota. have cigarettes. On our trip to South Dakota, you could get them everywhere. Can you still get them today? Boy, you, that's a good question. That was in 2008, I think. Well, so. they have, you know, they have two kinds. They have the kind that's the gum that had the little flower on it. You'd blow it and it'd actually make it look like smoke. And then they have that <laughs> chalky kind. Yes, but the problem yeah. was it would get kids thinking, oh, well, when I get old enough, right. then I can have the real thing. Right. So They're they kind of, they started frowning on that. And I'm, and I'm, my mother died of lung cancer. So oh. again, I'm against all okay. things that Jokes have been, are out of the way now. No, no. Do you, oh, no, she'd I, love to joke what, about it. She, no, no. She, she would <laughs> no. agree with me a thousand million percent. Got it. Uh, she got hooked on smoking when, you know, they didn't know any better, you know, back in the, the, in the 30s and, and 40s. They were all fancy. Yep, and... back when it was the cool, hip thing to do, and it was insidious. She could not quit. Even after she was diagnosed, she could not quit. So... Kids, if you're listening, don't start. Adults, if you're smoking, stop. <laughs> I, that's uh, that's I was, my, my public service message for today. I've never been a smoker, but I always like to uh, pretend to be a smoker. Yeah. So when you, you know, you kind of... Because you look so cool. And people that always have, whatever they had to say was so important, they couldn't wait to exhale. They would just start talking and say, you know, I put the wheelbarrow over by the side of the house over there, and the smoke is coming out. It, I always just like to watch smokers, but I never, and mimic them, but I never smoked myself. No, I never understood the appeal. Every time, the few times I ever did smoke a cigarette, a tr- the, my next meal would taste like I was eating dirt. Right. That, was yeah, just, that I, was, that, never, when I tried it too, it just, it just uh, yeah, that ashtray I just, taste was there. Yeah, Rivers, I, have you ever smoked yourself? Nope. No, I just I never never understood it. Well, let's let's talk about the the weather, shall we, we Jonathan? Go. All right. Well, we well we got it here. 
using bad English, obviously, but we got to hear for you. Uh, our state is a huge state, so I just want to give you the range. It's his Edina upbringing, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I know Every day that. I need attention. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, I moved out of the bubble, so I've been out of the bubble for a couple of years now. Uh, you can't take the bubble out of the boy. Yeah, no, exactly. Now I'm in Dakota County. <laughs> All right, well, let me give you the range here. This is uh, not that it's terribly interesting, but it might be to some. The current temperatures across Minnesota range from 7 above at Grand Marais to 28 here in the Twin Cities, 36 in Mankato, and almost 40 down there. Actually, there is a 40. There it is at Fairmont right now. So we've got this, and we've had this all week long. So it's been mild in southwestern Minnesota, quite cold in the northeastern corner. And then we've been just in the middle here, so we've been stuck with the clouds and light snow. And because we're still in that pattern, it means more light snow. So here it is. We have some light snow on the way this afternoon after about 4 or 5 o'clock. Won't amount to much, but you know that really for our rush hour commutes, we can't have one more headache out there because it seems like our traffic gets worse and worse every day. And so that could add a little extra time if you're commuting after 6 o'clock this evening. We're only forecasting a half inch of snow, but it uh, may, again, just muck up the system a little bit here tonight. Otherwise, temperatures will hold steady, upper 20s to near 30 most of the night. Overnight lows down to about 23 when you wake up tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, a few peaks of sun in the afternoon, high at 32. Sunday is about the same, some peaks of sun with highs right around 30, 32. Monday's a little warmer at 36. Tuesday at 30, the mix of clouds and sun, and then it starts to get fun here. Now, Wednesday, a chance for some light snow. Highs will be right around 32 degrees. This is where the fun starts. And remember, what we do when we talk about long-range forecasting, we take a look at You models. throw darts. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. Yeah. No, that's a little more sophisticated. Dave's turn. It's more sophisticated. That's what Dave does. That's not what Jonathan does. No, no not at all. <laughs> Dave, well, Dave's been doing this for 40 years. I mean, it's not like Yeah, well, oh. they hadn't invented darts by the time <laughs> yeah. he started Well, that was this. the campaign earlier this summer, wasn't it? We count on darts. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, maybe. <laughs> There are some days that weather forecasting is like that. (laughs) The only thing that that stinks now, though, is that you get yelled at when you talk about storms in the future. And I understand people get irritated because sometimes they don't. But we'd like to know what the realm of possibility. And what you're about to tell us is there's the possibility for a significant snowstorm. Yes. Being that next uh, weekend, of course, is pre-Christmas weekend. Actually, the 24th falls on Sunday. But but Thursday and Friday are absolutely huge travel days. They're huge shopping days. They're huge everything days. So we need to let people know what might happen. Yes. And so what we're seeing here, and we've seen consistency the last couple of days, all we see is just a weather map with lines on it, but those lines tell us things. And what we're seeing here is that we will have a significant storm developing on Thursday in the morning, starting out as freezing drizzle and snow mixed together, transitioning to snow. Then you throw the wind into this. And then by Friday, that snow tapers off eventually. But if this does verify, I mean, this could be a four to eight inch snowstorm for the Twin Cities. And on top of that, you're getting wind behind it Thursday night into Friday, Yikes. and then bitter cold. Right now, we're looking at Christmas. This is Christmas Eve day, so this would be Sunday. Wake-up temperature, Christmas Eve day, around 8 below, wow. and a high of only about 6. And then Christmas Day is even colder, uh, around 10 below in the morning, and probably high around maybe 8 in the afternoon. Well, my, my backyard rink is already in. It's freezing as we speak, and it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. Let, let me ask you one question about that, because I tried to do one of those background rinks, and what I didn't realize is my backyard had a little bit of an elevation change. All of them oh, do. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> and I, got, oh. I flooded the driveway instead. <laughs> well, uh, but, but better, how, than your, better than your neighbor's driveway. Well, I got some of theirs. Oh, good. <laughs> um, how thick do you uh, run that ice? Uh, well, on the low end, because I have the elevation change, it might be a foot deep. And then on the high end, it's only two inches. Okay. So so you've figured this out yeah. very well. I've seen the pictures. It looks great. Absolutely. Do you have records for the day? I do. The record high is a wimpy one, 51 in 2014. 
And the record low is 21 below in 1901. All right, Jonathan U.S., you can catch him on the air, 5 Eyewitness News, very shortly. Thanks, Jonathan. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. <laughs> huh? Huh? And the man is Joe Souchere. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Am I on the air? Are, are we on now? Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. How did all these people get in my room? <laughs> yeah, I'd wonder if I get time with them. Come fly with me, we'll fly, we'll fly You know, Rook, I was in away. Las Vegas last month running the Las Vegas Marathon, and I was thinking of the scramble. Were you All really? 26.2 miles. How'd, you, how'd at night these, when you were... How'd all these people get in my room? <laughs> There's a lot of people in my room. I don't. That's all I'm going to say. And yeah. I know uh, a lot of uh, GLers were sitting on the edge of their seat for the final tally. Um, of the show today, Rook. Should I give out the numbers right now? Yeah, do that right now. For those of you that had the over-under set at 22 for times Tom Hauser would use the talk back during commercial breaks, congratulations, you're the winner uh, this afternoon. 22 is the number. And Rook, we've got breaking news. What do we got? The royal wedding will be May 19th, 2018. Kensington Palace has just announced. May 19th? Yes. And earlier you had asked, what is the governor yes. and uh, Senator Fishbach having for lunch? Yeah, Walleye and hot fudge sundaes. Oh, oh that's, a yeah. different, that's an odd period. They're going to need some Pepto-Bismol. Probably get some good uh, walleye at the res, but uh, hot fudge sundae? Hmm. Thanks, Rook. Thank you for filling in. That's Tommy Hauser with the scramble. See him on KSTP Channel 5. Hello.